He's going to the washroom, and it turns out, look at this, David and his men were far back in the cave. So coincidentally, or, you know, God-ordained, however you want to look at it, somehow David is with his men hiding in this cave, and that's where Saul ends up choosing to relieve himself, okay? And then it goes on. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up, unnoticed, ready? (gasps) And cut off a corner of Saul's robe. So he didn't kill him. He just kind of got some proof that he was there. He could have done it if he wanted. And afterwards, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. So he's feeling guilty even about that. He says this. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay a hand on him, for he is anointed by the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. And, y- you know, y- y- you read on in the story where, where as Saul and the army, they're, they're leaving, David kind of climbs up on the little hill there, and he's just like, hey, by the way, Saul, I'm here, and look what I have. Check your rope. Yeah, I could have killed you if I wanted to, but I didn't. Leave me alone, man. And then Saul kind of acknowledges it and says, oh, my goodness, you're right, David. I shouldn't be playing this game with you, and, and, and Saul ends up leaving. And here's the thing with the story, though. If David had listened to his soldiers, no one would have judged him for it. History would not have looked at him and said, oh, like, I can't believe he he would do this. He was essentially choosing not to become king in that moment, but to do the right thing. And David here in this moment is showing a huge amount of self-control and restraint. You know, no one would have held it against him. He he could have done it. He could have been king. He would have taken the throne himself. Saul's soldiers probably would have just said, oh, okay, I guess you're the new king now, David. That's kind of, it's funny. You, you look at ancient history, a lot. <laughs> that's how it works a lot of the time. So this is my question. How did David have this kind of level of self-control? Because I wonder how different it would be if, if it wasn't David, if it was someone else in that position. How different would the story be? When, when the wrong thing looks so justifiable, where he could have got away with it, how did David pull that off? How did he have that kind of self-control? And just like we did last week with the life of Jesus, of kind of dissecting what Jesus, uh, how he lived, what his lifestyle looks like, I want to look at David's lifestyle. What was David doing when all this was happening? What was kind of going on in David's mind when he was on the run from Saul, this kind of thing? I want to read you a psalm or a poem that David wrote while he was on the run from God, okay? It's in Psalm 34. He says this. So it's kind of this prayer to God, right? He says, in my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Look, 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 verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. So even when this awful thing is happening, David is on the run, almost dying, all this stuff. He's saying, oh, guys, you ought to taste and see how good God is. Isn't God amazing? It's like, David, what, what do you mean, taste and see how good God is? Dude, you're almost dead. <laughs> like, what, what, what do you mean? And, and David has this solid relationship with God, even through all of the trouble. And, and there's actually 73 psalms and poems and, and songs just like this, where David's describing his relationship with God. And, and sometimes he struggled, and sometimes it was like, God, I, I love you. Sometimes it's like, God, it's really hard to love you, but I still love you. Like, it was kind of all, all over the place. But David was extremely close with God. And one of the main things that history remembers David for was he had this solid heart that just loved God's heart. 
That's what he's remembered for. And it seems like you, you read it in scripture, story after story, where the, the closeness of God with someone almost determined how they lived their life and what kind of person they were, right? And there's almost this truth that as we get close to God, as we spend time with God, he makes us more like him. He almost gives his characteristics and quality to us. And as David would spend time with God, God helped David make wise decisions. God grew those good qualities within him. So how was David, how, how was David able to show a huge amount of self-control in that moment? In the cave. Because David was in a really solid season of his life where he was extremely close with God. On the outside, it didn't look solid, but, but the, in the sense of his relationship with God, it was really solid. And when David was close with God, God grew in David the self-control that he needed for that moment, for that moment. I want to show you one more verse in the, in the New Testament talking about self-control, and, and, and the, the author named Paul, he kind of straight up writes, this is how you get self-control. So, so th- this, is, this is important, okay? He's writing his friend named Titus, and he, again, he's just giving good kind of advice of how, how he's living as, as a follower of Jesus. He says this, For the grace of God has appeared, that offers salvation to all people. The grace of God. It, so he's talking about the grace of God, it, so grace, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present stage while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So how are we taught to have self-control? It says it right there. The grace of God. The grace of God teaches us to be self-controlled. So w- what does that mean? So, so the Greek word in, in uh, the word grace in Greek is a word called cheris, cheris. And literally it means, you know, just kindness or favor or just love shown to someone. And when you get really specific with it, it's actually referring to how God has given himself to us. How God isn't this, you know, reserved person in the sky, doing his thing, he's kind of set the world in motion, kind of leaves it be, no, no, no. God is actually involved in our lives, and not only involved, he actually gives his life for us. Let that sink in for a sec. Let that sink in, okay? We can be self-controlled people because God has given himself to us. He isn't some angry God who, you know, sets up all the rules and just holds us accountable for those rules, and, and no, 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 he is a loving God who himself is self-controlled, and he wants to pass it on. He wants to pass on his qualities. He wants to pass on his characteristics that he has. And how did, how did he give himself for us? It's the, the cross. What Jesus has done, his death, his, his resurrection, and, and how do we receive who he is? How, do we, how, do, how are we actually changed to be more like him? By spending time with him. By spending time with him. That's what David did. He spent time with him, and God grew these qualities in him. Look, as we spend time with Jesus, we become more like him. As we spend time with Jesus, we become more like him. And, like, you've seen this before, right? Two, two people that they meet or whatever, give it enough time, and it's all of a sudden like they talk the same, they've got the same little phrasing, and they, got, they dress the same. It's just, th- us as humans, this, this, this is what we do, right? And this is why it's important to choose your friends wisely. Your, or I, I should say the closest friends that actually influence you. Um, you, you know that quote, you know, you're the sum average of your five closest friends. It, it's, it's true. It's true. And, and, and that's why you have a kid from the country that goes to school in the city and they come back wearing skinny jeans, right? Like it's, you become your surroundings, you become the friends around you, and you become what you spend time with. So you want God to grow the fruit of self-control in your life, 
spend time with him. The key is Jesus. And as time goes, he will grow that fruit in you. So, so I'm not suggesting, you know, you, you read a chapter of the Bible, it's all something, boom, your, your life is flipped upside down, you're all like the most self-controlled person, it's like, oh my goodness, this kind of thing. That's not what I'm suggesting. But maybe in a couple weeks, maybe in a couple months, maybe a year from now, in 2020, in May, you can look back and be like, whoa, you know what? I'm actually pretty, a pretty different person than last year. And it didn't happen all at once, just step by step, God was growing that fruit inside of you. And that's how David had the characteristics that he had. That's how David had the self-control that he had, because he was regularly spending time with God. Spend time with God and have, his, have his, him rub off some self-control on you. Have him grow some fruit. So I, I want to I show you what this can look like, just because, you, you know, we've been doing this lately. It's fun. So I'm going to go over here for a sec. Got a little something. Uh, I guess. So I have a nice little tree here. Nice little tree. This is nice. My bad. <laughs> Self-control. <laughs> so I have a nice little tree here. And uh, this is what it's going to be, okay? This tree represents your life, okay? This tree represents your life. You, you know, and, and God can potentially grow some fruit in, in, in your life, okay? So I'm not going to walk that way. I'm going to walk this way. Um, so sometimes God grows some self-control in you, okay? So, so this is representing the self-control that God has put, put in your life, okay? And, and this, is how, this is how we get it. As we spend time with him, I'll, f- I'll flip it around for you, our life, as we spend time with God, all of a sudden, bloop, oh, I have some self-control. I've been spending some time with God. You know, I'm going to keep spending time with God. And, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had this amount. It's like, wow, I, I'm actually, you know, I didn't think I had this. And you keep spending time with God. And wow, I'm actually growing some, some, some self-control here. And, and when the time comes, when you need it, you know, You've you got a bunch grown, you know, what, what, why not just fill up the little self-control tree here? So this is all of a sudden your life now. It's like, wow, I wasn't a self-controlled person, but I'm spending time with God. I actually have some self-control. God has actually grown this fruit in my life. This, this is incredible. And, and what happens is when you need the self-control, when that temptation comes, when that person just makes you so angry and you've got to use that self-control not to use that anger, when that TV show comes on and you know she shouldn't watch it or whatever that looks like for you, when you need the self-control, it's like, oh, I'm a self-controlled person. I have some fruit to spare. Okay, all right, that's good. I still got some. You know, and as time goes, you can use, you can use up your self-control, and you've got to reserve them. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, self-control is not a, a, like a physical commodity, okay? That's not what I'm suggesting to you. But as time goes, it's like, okay, I've got this. You know, and as time goes, it's like, okay, I, I, okay, Lo- losing it a little bit. And, but wait a minute, what, what happens when you got all your self-control, you spent time with God, God taught you to be self-controlled, and then you lost it all. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? Well, that's the genius of this analogy, right? If you had literally an apple tree, you grow it, you pick some off. If you want more apples, what do you need to do? You need to let time pass, and God's going to grow some more in you, right? Um, it's not, it's the, the fruit of the Spirit and, and self-control, it's not something that you grow at once, it's like, boom, I'm now a self-controlled person. It is a constant process. Every day as we're spending time with God, God is going to develop more godly characteristics inside of us. And one of those is self, 
control. Um, and this is kind of like David's life, right? So, so David was like this. He had tons of self-control. You know what happened with David later, though? Another one of his famous stories. <laughs> it didn't end so well. It wasn't so good. Um, David actually ends up having an affair, and he sleeps with one of his best friend's wife. So much for self-control there, David. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? You had so much restraint. You had so much self-control. What happened? Well, it was actually interesting because that was actually a season of David's life where he didn't really need God, to be honest, in his mind. Life was perfect. Life was amazing. So there wasn't this desperateness for God. There wasn't this, this uh, desperate need to constantly be alone with God and God's presence, this kind of thing. And what happens is as we lose our fruit, because this is what happens. We lose self-control. We lose patience. We... We lose gentleness as time goes, right? And some of us, I think, are more inclined to some than the others, naturally. But David didn't have it. So when he needed it most, it was like, oh, I need some self-control right now. I don't want to do this. Ah, there's none left. What do you do? And that's why it's important for us to constantly be growing, constantly be spending time with Jesus as he develops these characteristics in us, right? We get more and more self-control as time goes. And there's no formula to it. I'm not suggesting, again, that this, you know, self-control is a physical commodity. That, you know, it's just an analogy, okay? It's just a metaphor. It, it, it's not perfect. But it helps us. It helps us picture it a little bit. You can be this. You can be a person with self-control. You can be a person when something comes up, and it's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to resist that. But no, 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 you actually can, because God has actually grown in you self-control. And he gave you the self-control. He grew those qualities and characteristics in you before you even realized that you needed it because you just spent time with him. As you spend time with Jesus, you become more like him. And, and, and that's the main idea I have for you today is, is this. If there's one thing to remember today, it's this, is that time with Jesus grows self-control like Jesus. Time with Jesus grow self-control like Jesus. And by the way, feel free to fill this in the blank. You know, we're, we're talking about self-control, but this could be uh, uh, patience. Who knows, uh, patient, the patient fruit is nice and easy to be picked, right? <laughs> Especially for different people. Do you need more patience? Well, guess what? Time with Jesus grows patience like Jesus. Do you need more love? Is it, is it tough to love certain people? Guess what? Time spent with Jesus helps grow more love inside of you, just like Jesus. Do, do we need to be a more generous person? Guess what? Time spent with Jesus, he's going to teach you how to be a generous person. Jesus is everything that we need to be, and look, he wants to give you these qualities. He wants to make us more like him. And this is so important because, guys, we, we, we can't screw this up. We, we cannot screw this up. This is too important to miss. H how many people um, live their lives, and I'm talking about me too, where it's just empty. No self-control. Any urge, any desire, it's like we're just, we're just going for it because there's just, we, we just give into it. Look, look, how many lives have been destroyed because of a lack of self-control? How many marriages were just finished because of a lack of self-control? How many people turn away from God because of lack of self-control? How many kids miss out on their full potential and future because of a lack of self-control? We've got to get this right. This is too important. And, and again, I'm looking at my life and I'm like, yikes. <laughs> I need self-control. Well, I need way more self-control in a lot of areas of my life. And I'm trying to work on that. 
and God's challenging my, me on those things and, and he's making me better at it. And, and I want to encourage you, it is possible. It is possible. But Jesus is the key. This isn't about reading a, 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 a book and, you know, learning these tricks and this kind of thing. No, no, no. It's, it's the fruit of the Spirit. God is the source. It's a spiritual ability that comes from God. And he wants to grow it in your life. He does. And the key is to receive that. Receive that ability. Become more like him as we spend time with him. As we spend time with him, okay? He wants to grow in your life, so let him. Let him grow self-control in your life. He's ready to do it. He wants to do it. And then it's like the tough part though, right? <laughs> okay. So how do you, like, spending time with Jesus. Our culture is just so busy, 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 busy. How do we actually do that? And I'm not even referring, by the way, to like a Sunday morning service. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to like being alone with God, how David would have been alone with God. Just having scripture and just read a, a, a few minutes a day. It doesn't need to be this insane thing where it's like four hours a day or something like that. Just having that, those daily moments where even just a chapter a day, we're, we're reading the scripture. And from there, God can grow up from there. And I'm, I'm telling you, as we do that, as we're reading the scripture one-on-one, just us and God, he's going to change us. He's going to make us more like him. He's going to grow in us this self-control that, that we need. Okay, I, I want to encourage you, if you need a Bible, we have Bibles for you. Just, just go to the info booth and, and, and ask us. Um, uh, again, we always talk about this, the YouVersion Bible app on your phone. I mean, it, it's awesome. Verse of the day shows up. I mean, there, there's just so many resources where we can spend time with God and, and read the scripture, okay? I, I, I just really want to challenge you on that. Let's make this a priority. And I know we've ta- we talk about this all the time, by the way, of how we've got to be alone with God. We've got to be spending time with God. We've got to be reading the Bible. We talk about this all the time. That's because it's important. And it's because no matter how mature we are in the faith or seasoned we are in the faith, oh, it's a struggle, isn't it, sometimes? It's a struggle. But it's so important. And, and if you're here and you're thinking, Bronson, you keep saying, like, just be close with God. Just spend time with God. Then God will give you self-control, this kind of thing. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what my life is like. How on earth am I supposed to spend time with God? I want to let you know, you can because he's given himself fully to us. He's given himself fully to us. He did this through Jesus. The scripture says that when Jesus was with his disciples, his best friends, right near the end of his life, they said, Jesus, show us God the Father. Show us the Father. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've, you've seen the Father. I've, I've come as his perfect representative, the exact image of the invisible, the fullness of God as a human. And when we put our faith in Jesus, we can have a relationship with God. How beautiful is that? I, w- I want to encourage you, there's no barrier, there's nothing that can stop you from being with God. It's completely on us. God's done everything possible from his end for us to have a relationship with God. It is now in our court. The ball, the, the ball is in our court, okay? It's up to us now to choose what we want to do with that. And I want to encourage you. He, he loved us so much that he came from heaven and earth, died on the cross for our sins, for our mistakes, for our past. And three days later, he rose again. And, and when we believe that story is true, when we put our faith in him, when we decide to go God's way instead of our own way, we can actually have a relationship with God. And I encourage you if, you, if you've never taken that step before, you should take that step. You know, there's no fancy ritual to do, no, you know, loop you need to jump through. Just even right where you are in your seat, say, God, I believe in you. I believe that Jesus loves me. He died on the cross for me. He rose again. 
time with Jesus, grow self-control like Jesus. So I want to push us all, okay? Let's be self-controlled people. You actually have this in you because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He's going to give you the ability. And as we spend time with Jesus, we can be self-controlled people. And guess what? As we spend time with Jesus, there's going to be stuff that comes up in life where it's going to, oh, I need some self-control right now. Oh, I need some self-control. But guess what? I'm spending my time daily with God. So it's all good. You know, a situation at work comes up. Oh, I need some self-control right now. It's all good, though, because every day I'm spending time with God. Family stuff is going on. Oh, I need some self-control right now. It's all good because I spend time with God. It's all good. Oh, that computer, that website showing up or whatever, or that ad or whatever. Oh, self-control. I need it. I need it right now. Oh, it's all good. I'm spending time with God. He's going to back me up. He's, He's giving me this ability where I could not do it on my own. He's given me the ability, okay? And again, like, you know I'm not talking like literally it's like a bottle of self-control. Like, just drink this. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? God's just developing in us as time goes. It's just just a picture. It's just a picture, okay? Um, Yeah. So I want to encourage you. Spend time with God. Make it a priority. God will do good things. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, I pray for every single person in the room. I pray that this would be evident in our life. I pray that we would be self-controlled people. Not through our own ability, not through willpower, not through discipline, but from you, Holy Spirit. From you, God. Giving us that that ability where where we've ran out on our own, but you're helping us. God, I pray pray for every person in the room that we'd be self-controlled people, not only for us, but for others, God. So you would use it to reach other people, to see other people find you, to, to know that truth, that you are love, that you are good, and that we can know you. We love you so much in your name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to close off with something a little different uh, than we normally do. So ushers, you guys are good to come forward. We're going to take up some giving. Um, we have a couple ways that you can give here financially to Mountainside. So you can give through cash or check in the bucket here. Uh, we also have a laptop set up at the back that you can give uh, digitally. Or if you'd rather from your phone or from your laptop at home, uh, you can also uh, give there as well. And uh, just one more thing, if you have any prayer needs at all, any prayer needs at all, um, directly after service today in just a few minutes, the prayer corner over here, all you need to do is walk over to that banner, and there's going to be a handful of people that want to pray with you. You can be as specific as you want. You can be as vague as you want, okay? It's, It's totally up to you, and we just believe that God answers prayer Um, and all that good stuff. So, I'm not going to walk in front of this monitor. I'm going to walk behind the monitor. 